prove yourself in an independent way. The best part about it is to see the evolution of who you become. But in the same sense of building a world around you and caring about one impact over like a million, there will be things that we'll say yes to in a heartbeat, things we won't think twice about. And there will be doors we don't choose. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey guys, it's your host, Assam. And Emma. Here with another episode of Before, Before We Make, Make It. it. Woo! We are back <laughs> in session. It's been a very hot minute. <laughs> we honestly forgot how to talk into the microphone. So welcome back to season two of Before We Make It, season two, episode 26. Oh my gosh, we are already on a roller coaster that is going to be life after college. What is this going to entail, Emma? I think it's going to entail a lot of uh, debauchery. No, I'm kidding. It's going to entail some- I know, right? It's going to entail a lot of new adventures in our 20s, bits and pieces of- different parts of our stories that we're so excited to share with you guys Woo! and a lot of really fun guests that are coming on the podcast super fun so it's going to be a, a really different journey but i am very pumped to see the direction that it goes because all that we know now is our college apartment conversations <laughs> and now you and i are in different locations today we're together in person but yay but in the future really? we're going to be in totally different places and i personally am excited to see where we're going to be at the end of season two Oh my gosh, yeah. 50 episodes into Before We Make It, I think we're going to be like, we're going to have lived multiple lives. Oh my God. <laughs> I truly feel because think about it, like the first six months of being an adult and no longer a little sheltered college student is probably going to be world changing for us. Mm-hmm. We haven't embarked on this sort of thing before. Now we're actually adults. And I'm like, have air quotes with that because we have to be adults in this yeah. new phase of life. But I mean, in a way, you never lose that child in you. Yeah. And you're always going to be like a daughter to your parents and, you know, maybe that annoying older sister to your younger brother. So you're never going to lose that place of just youth in a way but you're also gonna have to take on a lot of responsibility and prove yourself in an independent way that's literally terrifying in many aspects i know i feel like i'm living what i always pictured as well not even necessarily but in a sense we're in that phase of our lives where you know the rom-com movies it's like the girl <laughs> that just graduated from college uh-huh. embarking on her post-grad life and then all these exciting things suddenly start to happen yeah real life begins sort of in a sense and i feel like right now we have a blank canvas in front of us and mm-hmm. we're really like the only ones that can take control of what happens in our lives at this point yeah so it's it's a lot and honestly i'm trying not to get too rambly about it <laughs> I do like how they always humanize like the protagonist, like the girl, the heroine or whatever. And she's always like stumbling and like, you know, maybe she (laughs) drops a package and this hot guy comes over and helps her out. And like that happens to be the love of her life, of course. So I'm looking for those like serendipitous moments in my life these next few months. Yeah, definitely. I feel like in New York, it'll happen. <laughs> like those funny little things, those funny stories. You're getting coffee for someone in oh your office gosh. and then you end up running into someone that changes your life. No, my only but, company is going to be the cockroaches in my apartment. Oh my gosh, that sounds <laughs> ugly. Just kidding. You know, I've been finding, this is really random and it's kind of gross, but I've been finding a lot of dead baby cockroaches <gasps> in my room. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know, in the room trigger that we are warning. in right now. Trigger <laughs> warning, guys. Yeah. Nothing's worse than the flying roaches, but I guess because oh I haven't lived gosh. here in a while, so 
now that I'm back, it's like I have to dust away the cobwebs. Oh, all these little roaches that have sort of made a home for themselves here. Emma but- lives in a beautiful home. She's acting like it's some cabin in the middle <laughs> of the woods. But anyway, guys, we'll get into our reality check. We haven't done this in a hot minute, but there's so much to catch up on. So do you want to start? Sure. I will go ahead and fill you guys in on what's been happening recently. So, okay. Since graduating, a week after we graduated, I started my PR internship. So Ooh. it's really fun. It's located in Dallas, but I'm actually working remote just because Dallas is nine hours away. <laughs> and it's really exciting. I work with a lot of amazing women and I am mainly doing content. So a lot of social media for them, which is really cool. We work with a lot of bands in Texas. So, so cool. just a little shout out. If you guys know of any Texas artists that would like to be featured on Deep LM Radio, please reach Ooh. out to me. Let me know because basically a part of my internship is to sort of scout talent in a way. And it's really exciting because there's there's like multiple aspects of this internship and that's kind of my favorite part. So yeah, any Texas artists that want to be on the radio, let me know. But yeah, so I've been doing that. It's a few days a week. I hop on a call and then I have tasks to do throughout the week. Sort of just been busy trying to find jobs. I'm applying for jobs right now. And at the same time, like I've been reading a lot of books. I've been practicing self-care. I've just been sort of processing mentally this phase of life, which Mm -hmm. is, I mean, we're going to get into it later, but yeah, I'm kind of letting myself have like one last summer in a way. Like, yes, mm-hmm. it's busy and I'm still working, but I really want to make sure that like I'm taking advantage of time with my family and mm-hmm. friends. And like, this is really the last summer ever because after this, I'm going to have a full time job and, you know, you don't get summer break. So <laughs> it's been it's been interesting. But a I rude think awakening. Yeah, but I think it's been good. Summer, I feel like, is always a time for a lot of growth. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I personally feel like when I graduated, I wanted to take a step back from all the noise and just be in a place that like really allowed me to escape in a way. I did that with my South America trip and it was absolutely amazing. The most peaceful time of my life while also being the most uncomfortable because I was literally in like this really developing Spanish-speaking country and I had to rely on my boyfriend for all the um, Spanish-speaking. But I basically found a lot of peace in like solidarity and journaling and getting away from the crowds and being just by myself and also with one other person that could be like my uh, source of sanity in a way which is amazing. And then quick announcement, I am starting a writing program, which is very exciting. And I'll be actually a published author by next April of 2022, which is insane. And I'm saying that now because if anyone is in the aspiring author or author realm, reach out to me because I want to know more about your process and talk to you. But it's going to be a creative fiction coming of age story. And I hope everyone is excited for it but yeah that's my little update i'm excited for it i'll be the first in line at barnes and noble oh my gosh i'm gonna give you a signed copy for free obviously sweet i'll (laughs) save like 20 bucks no i'm excited for you it's so cool to be close to you and like hear about the process as a close friend so really really cool and exciting i don't know how many times i've said exciting already in this episode (laughs) no i love it it's like the enthusiasm we need and when you graduate and you're starting to like lose a little bit of sense of what your new purpose is it's great to delve into things that make you feel alive inside that like 
spark that inner child in you, whether it was something that you loved doing as a kid for fun and college got really busy and now you have some time for yourself. So what have been those Mm -hmm. things for you? Yeah, I totally feel that. I have been reading more than ever and it's been amazing because I go from one book to the next. Like, And sometimes it's hard because I'm processing one world and I'm like, okay, I have to finish this chapter. Like, I have to close the book. I have to acknowledge the fact that this story is over. I have to say goodbye to the characters, which is kind of sad. But it's just been so fun because I haven't given myself the luxury to read in so long. And now I just have this whole list of books that are on the list for me. I'm in the middle of reading a couple right now. And I've been taking a lot of notes on the books that I'm reading and it's been just the most fueling thing so yeah I think reading and writing just those two main things and also discovering new music (laughs) oh yeah I'm jealous like those are the two things that I haven't done too much of like I've literally been stuck on Olivia Rodrigo's album which is so mainstream but literally so good her lyrics are profound Mm -hmm. and I haven't read that much but I'm gonna have to get all the book recs from you yes I could do that more I feel like we should do some sort of maybe not a book club, but like a book series on our Instagram where we show you guys what books we've been reading lately. Maybe give our recs. Yeah, y'all can give your recs to us. I feel like it's so fun, and more people have picked up reading since quarantine happened. That's so true, and especially during summer. Like I feel like you know being outside with a good book is kind of the vibe. So it's a mood setter, dude. It's so funny because we're actually about to take off to a beach trip, and (laughs) I I have all my books on my iPad because I read on my Mm. Kindle, but since we're we're gonna be on the beach it's gonna be sandy i can't really see the screen Dude. that well i'm like okay i'm gonna bring paperbacks mm. so i have my paperbacks packed but all i could think of is that whenever you actually try to read on the beach it's just the messiest scenario <laughs> ever because you got sunscreen on your hands tanning oil there's sand there's wind blowing in your face someone spills their beer like it's a mess <laughs> and it's so hard because i feel like i see all these pictures on pinterest of people reading on the beach it's so romantic and nice uh-huh. and then when i do it it's just isn't as aesthetically Oh my gosh. Well, nothing you see online is actually the reality. It's perfect. It's perfectly curated. Period. Exactly. So, (laughs) but I'll be right there with you. Let's try to read together. Love my Kindle. It's great. All right. So with that, sorry, we're rambling a lot, guys. It's been a hot minute again, but we're going to get into Truly Obsessed. So why don't you take it away? Okay. So I've been really into this place I just discovered. (laughs) Oh my god in our hometown of Callan, texas it's called shake express <laughs> and they have the best acai bowls ever and guys i'm not a health nut but they just infuse like a lot of organic ingredients into their smoothies and emma made fun of me because i just discovered it and to me it's like it's fresh it's innovative it's flirty <laughs> but for her it's totally you know run-of-the-mill like old thing but anyway acai bowls are my new jam and then Olivia's album, once again, I really love Trader. I really love One Step Forward, Three Steps Back. All the songs are absolutely beautiful. And just the idea of songwriting, like I love lyrics. JP Sachs' new album is also really, really deep and amazing. So yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I have to acknowledge the Shake Express thing. <laughs> I can't stop laughing because she comes to my room and she's like, hey, I've been going to this like new shake place. <laughs> uh, I don't think you've heard of it. Uh, she's it's like, you probably don't know it. I'm like, hole in the wall. Uh, try me. Because I, I, I don't know. I love to learn about like new places. This this place came out a while back. But yeah, lo and behold, it is one of my favorite places ever. It's good. Hey, you have good taste. <laughs> it's so good. Shake Express if you live in the Valley. But yeah, so for me, I have been loving a lot of things, but I'll just stick to books and music for the sake of this episode. Um, the most recent book that I read that was 
really, really good. Oh my gosh. It's actually being turned into a mini series on Hulu by Reese wow. Witherspoon. It is Daisy Jones and the <gasps> Six by Taylor Jenkins mm. Reid. I feel like everyone has heard of it if you're in that book scene, but it is so good. And I read it way too late in the game, but it's about the rise and fall of an amazing, very famous band. Some people say that it is inspired by Fleetwood Mac. If you guys know who that is, you should because they're the best band in the world. <laughs> but it's it was just such an awesome read. And there's a lot of lyrics in it. She wrote all the lyrics to her fictional band songs, wow. which is really cool to see in a book. Definitely recommend it. And then as far as music goes, there's this playlist on Spotify called Bon Iver Baby. And it's mm. just a bunch of like very, uh, some people say Bon Iver, but I say Bon <laughs> Iver. I don't really know how to pronounce it. He's just this really cool ar- artist that comes out with a lot of very like relaxing chill songs. But this playlist is just so calming. You put it on at night when you're, trying to be dramatic in your room, doing your skincare routine, hoping like the love of your life is going to show up at your door. So, <laughs> Or fly to your window like Edward. Yep, it's a fly. <laughs> He's going to fly. So 10 out of 10 recommend that one as well. Awesome. That's it for me. Yeah, so onto the meat of the episode, trying to figure out this transition, right? But more so, I want to touch on some lessons we've learned because when you go into adulthood, I personally feel like every decision feels kind of weighty like it feels like it could determine a lot so the first job that you choose the first city that you move to the first friends that you make that are outside of your college circle or even the first venture that you take into something more professional like real estate or setting up a small business or whatever it is it feels like a definitive factor but we have to realize there's so much change that's going to happen evolution that's going to happen in the next like decades of our lives when it comes to like big decisions that you're going to be making soon. How do you feel about that? It terrifies the crap out of me, honestly, because I feel like I feel like we talked about this in another episode as well. Just the fact that any decision you make could either be the biggest one of your life or it could be a small one that leads to another small one that leads to the biggest decision of mm. your life. And I think that that can sort of paralyze you in a way because you know that whatever step you make is going to impact your life in some sort of way. And It is even crazier to think about like in retrospect, okay, what if I hadn't had done this, gone to this city, taken this job? Like, where would I be now? Would I be in a better place? Would I be in a worse place? What kind of person would I be? What lessons would I learn? What lessons would I not have learned? I think there's just so many questions that come with growing up and kind of like how I alluded to in the beginning, how adulthood is like this blank canvas, Mm -hmm. you know, in college. And even if you're in a grad school program or something like that, like you do have structure, but now even if you have a job, even if you have a routine for your life, it still is a create your own journey in a sense. Mm -hmm, DIY. (laughs) It really is because you are the author of your own life. And I know that sounds cheesy, but there's so many different ways that you could take it. And I think that that is very intimidating that you don't have someone guiding you and telling you what steps to take next. You sort of just have to make them up on your own and grow up a little bit and be responsible Mm -hmm. and figure out like what is going to be the thing that's going to make you the happiest? What's going to be the thing that leads you to that fuller version of yourself that you aspire to be. I've never even considered what it takes to like build a life before now because I've been living life obviously 22 years but it's been built for me whether that's by my family or by the college structure like you said it's not something that I was going to take into my own hands and think about like the future of my future family future kids you know even future career self, etc. Like I've never thought about building something from the ground up and it's almost like building blocks. I feel like I'm putting together 
a something that resembles like a house if all the contents of my life were to be contained in it and every piece of furniture, every piece of I don't know, kitchenware that I buy makes a difference. And lately I've been thinking about the quality of my life, the quality of like what I want to live out every day. And I've been learning just a lot more about how to stay present and not in the sense like, oh, like I'm soaking in the moment, but adding meaning to that. So like, how do I like say less and mean more? Like, how do I do less and like achieve more? You know, like how do I make sure that I'm not exerting like this immense amount of effort with all my youthful energy like I did, but still like achieving the results that I want with more meaning, you know, Mm -hmm. less haphazardly. Yeah, I think that that's the whole point of your 20s, though, is sort of being a walking hazard sign like you are not going to get it right the first time that you do it, whether that's relationship, work literally apply it to whatever it is that you're going through in your life like there and also there is no one size fits all way to live a life and it's really cool to even see like all the people that we look at as huge successes because every single one of them will tell you that there is again no one size fits all journey for how they got there Mm -hmm. and I think that that makes it even more exciting because you sort of create what the journey to that final destination is going to be like Mm -hmm. and Again, like that's sort of the whole premise of our podcast. Like even though you're on your way to making it, like you never truly do. And the best part about it is to see the evolution of who you become throughout pushing yourself to those hard things. And I think especially if you just graduated, you know, everyone's in a very different place. Some people Mm -hmm. went straight into their jobs. Some people got a job after graduation and then had to like transition really fast into it. Some people like me are stuck in a in between a rock and a hard place, honestly, because (laughs) it's like, holy cow, childhood feels over. And now I have to transition into this 22 year old guru of (laughs) lifestyle and, you know, all these cool productive things that I sort of brand myself as in my mind. But I don't feel like I'm actually living that life, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. I feel like I should be in a certain place, but I'm so not in that place. Yeah. And all the steps that it takes to get there sort of scares me because I'm like, okay, if I move to this city, like what will I become? Who will I meet? What if I am not happy there? The I don't want to go through un- unhappiness. Exactly. And I think that that's the hardest thing is like making the decision, making that next decision to take a step in a certain direction that could lead you in so many different ways. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, when I was in Peru and Ecuador for that month duration, something that I really loved was the humility that I gained as in like literally no one knew who I was obviously. And I just felt very like awestruck by like what I was learning about this new place and the way of life. And like the fact that I wasn't so like self-centered and all these materialistic things kind of fell apart because it didn't matter like whether I did my morning skincare routine or whatever, because I didn't have all my materials with me. Like all I could do was like make do with what I have and simply enjoy the experiences that I was having. It taught me a lot about the importance of soaking in a moment, but not only that, but also like it's more about what you learn than what actually it is, Mm -hmm. you know? Like it's more about how you grow and, you know, like the victorious feat and feeling of fulfillment that you have at the end of a journey more so than actually like what it took to get there or what even the journey was you know Mm -hmm. like it just made me realize like for example when you're 
touring a foreign country, there's so many things you could do every single day, but it doesn't matter what you do. Each thing is going to fill you with awe. Each thing is going to fill you with adoration. And it's going to teach you something about humanity, culture, people, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just love that. And personally, I think people... People place too much emphasis on the nitty gritty details and realize that the importance doesn't lie in them. Like literally soul and onward. The best Pixar movies that I've seen in a while. Like, can you relate? Of course I can relate. I love those movies. I love Pixar, but yeah. Soul specifically was like, I swear, soul was made for our generation. Yeah. (laughs) So good. Yeah. And it taught me so much about you know, like purpose isn't captured in like a legit like thing. Like, oh, my mm-hmm. purpose is to be a musician. My purpose is to be like a business consultant or an author or whatever. It's the journey. It's like living life, like literally at the end of soul, like the main character, like he just realized how amazing it is to just live life. And purpose is this weighty thing. I mean, do you feel like it's kind of weighing on you right now? I think that you can't confine yourself to one purpose mm-hmm. because we all have so many different purposes and we all wear a lot of hats. So, so many. Exactly. Like you're a friend, you're a daughter, you know, you're a girlfriend, you are an employee, you are the, again, like the author of your own life. You're the one that's going to be leading whatever big aspirations that you have. And I think that that's something that I've definitely learned in the past couple months, just like reflecting on myself is that I put a lot of my identity into like my organization in college that Mm -hmm. like that was everything to me. Mm -hmm. And it was what kept me going. And I realized like looking back that a lot of that came from other people relying on me, Mm. which was really great. And I was passionate about it, you know, it was so exciting. And it's really cool when you're in a leadership role, because you can make a lot of decisions that, you know, you don't have to look to someone higher up for approval of, which is really freeing. Autonomy. Exactly. And that's why a lot of people, you know, start their small businesses and start their own companies because they have agency. And I think that that was like the most exciting thing for me and the thing that I needed because I feel like as a person, Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to work under other people. But now that that's over, I'm sort of reassessing like who I actually am because mm. I just saw myself as, you know, the editor in chief and I saw myself as a leader. And now that I don't have that to sort of hide behind, like, mm-hmm. you know, that was my thing that I always like stood by. And even when, you know, we would go out, I would mention it to people that I met and it was my defining factor. Mm. It was my purpose. You know, my purpose was to serve as the one of the backbones of this organization. And now that that's not happening anymore because I graduated, (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, what is it now? And I think that's why we can't limit ourselves to one purpose, one purpose, one title, one role. Identity. That's not the makeup of who we are. You know what I mean? It's it's like we're so much more than that. And if we lose sight of the fact that we are so multifaceted, then when something is ripped away from us or we graduate from it, like this literally happened, we're lost. And I feel like that's just the epitome of how I feel right now is like lost. Oh my gosh. That's so, so good. And it like hits the nail on the head because that's honestly the biggest thing I've learned. I'm just realizing it just to be flexible with my purpose and where I find validation because on a recent podcast, actually my boyfriend's podcast, shout out to Inventing the Future, um, this Stanford educator, she basically said that purpose can sometimes equate to utility and people are so weighed down about like 
am I being useful, you know? And that usefulness can come from a sense of validation, whether you're being affirmed by others or people are looking up to you or or looking at you for directions or whatever, like a role, a job, how to do a task, et cetera. It's like when people are depending on you, it gives you a sense of usefulness and that sometimes get muddled, muddled up with purpose. But what she was saying is like, what if your purpose is simply your passion intersecting with something the world needs? That's it, you know, like something the world needs. And that way it's something more inward. It's not something that requires other people's validation and other people's constant dependence to feel you. It's something that comes from you. It's like, what am I passionate about and how can I serve the world? Not people, but the world, because the world is so much more vast than we realize. And especially if you go to a developing country, you realize like things are not like it is in the US everywhere. And there's so many ways you could impact the world, but it starts with passion, right? Mm-hmm. And it starts with this feeling of it doesn't matter where my passion is being utilized. It comes from within and I'll always have that with me. So it doesn't matter what project or title or role I'm currently in. Like I don't lose sight of my purpose because it's always there. You know, it's something that you can't tangibly place, but it's always there. Yeah. And I think also we all lead very vastly different lives. So if your goal is not to change the world, you know, and if you don't feel that inherent need to have these lofty goals in your life, that yeah. you want to live a simple life, a content life. But one you could change is, the world through exactly, one person. Exactly. So you change the world around you, even if it's in a small circle of friends, even if it's just one person by sharing your story of a hardship that you went through, that they're going through, doesn't have to be this huge life altering thing. And I think that that's definitely a struggle of mine personally. It's like, okay, well, if I'm going to, you know, make change, it's going to be global change, worldwide change. It has to be the most life changing thing. Even with our <laughs> books that we're talking about, we're like, oh, it has to be like the number one New York Times bestseller. Everybody's talking about it, takes over the world. No book is ever as good. And that's it's so just, funny. it's just so funny to think like that because I think all of us have the capability to change small parts of the world in our own separate ways so like even in our friendship you know like we've definitely had an impact on each other's lives and even if it's just one person like you can do so much just by a conversation Mm -hmm. so it looks different I think for everybody yeah and that's what I love about writing fiction as opposed to like a self-help book or nonfiction. because when you read books and you write them you realize how many little things go into one interaction and how much is communicated through glimpses, gestures, mannerisms. And it just makes me feel so in tune with like everything that's going on and the deeper meaning in, you know, a fleeting conversation or a fleeting walk by or something. Like I feel like books just kind of romanticize the world, but with a realistic aspect of this is what's happening. Like your brain is taking in all these sensory details that are happening and they all mean something to you and they're all impacting you and influencing you in some way. You just don't realize it until you read a book. (laughs) So It's really cool. And, you know, purpose is so ambiguous. And I heard someone say the other day, like, how do I know it's that and it's not something more? Like, that's a fear that I have. Like, how do I know that my purpose is blank or that my passion is blank? And yes, it's not ever changing, but what if it's something more? What if it could be something bigger, something more impactful? And with that fear comes this sense of like smallness, like, oh, but I'm so limited. I'm not enough. Like, I'm not blank and blank. And I think 
the imposter syndrome that comes with new adulthood, especially when you're comparing yourself to all these other seemingly more accomplished adults, it's hard to get by. But in the same sense of building a world around you and caring about one impact over like a million, I think it's more about the quality, you know? Mm -hmm. It's the quality of the work that you do and it's the quality of the friendships that you have and the impact that you make on those everyday people that are with you all the time. It's more about the quality than the quantity. And I feel like once you focus on the quality, like that sense of, oh my gosh, like I need to be accomplished. I need to have this many achievements by this age. That kind of falls away because who cares about those achievements if the quality is not there? And you would, I would personally rather have one amazing high quality life than try to live like three different lives by wearing a million different hats and trying to impact a million different people, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well... Okay. I think that we have said a lot of really hopefully helpful stuff and (laughs) it's just honestly a mishmash of things that we've taken from the past couple months after graduating. And if you have any like last words, I have something I kind of want to read about decision-making that will hopefully help someone. So I will get into it about decisions. There are a lot of those we will make. Some will be minuscule, outwardly incapable of causing any real pivot in our lives. Others will be major life choices the kind that split right down the middle, the day and night, yes or no kind. There'll be things that we'll say yes to in a heartbeat, things we won't think twice about, and there'll be doors we don't choose. But it's vital that we do exactly this. To avoid being paralyzed by the vast possibilities of what could and could not happen, we have to make a move, literally any move. We have to simply, and maybe not so simply, decide. So if you're feeling in a way that we have sort of talked about in this meat of the episode, sort of paralyzed by all the decisions that you have to make and maybe you're just feeling lost and don't even know which direction to go in hopefully those words can give you a little bit of insight and you're definitely not alone it's honestly a very very widespread thing and we're gonna get through it the 20s are gonna be very very fun it's gonna be a great time you're only young once so even though we have these complicated life realizations and you know it might seem existential in the moment i think that at the end of the day, life can be really simple if we allow it to. So yeah, that's my little spiel. <laughs> I love it. I love that quote so much. And let's be real. The 20s is the loneliest part of most people's lives because you're not in college and you don't have a family that's like with you 24-7. So it's not as glamorous or something that we should glorify in the sense that it's absolutely like amazing and coming of age all the time. So everyone's going through it, like you said. And I totally think it's okay to have a lot of confusion in this time. All righty. Well, let's get to something a little bit more upbeat. <laughs> I'm picking up ice because we just spilled a glass of ice water in between us. But Oops. enduring awkwardness, perfectly appropriate for the moment. You can honestly go first because I'm still thinking of a story. So take it away. Okay. So my story has to do with obviously being abroad. It is so, 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 so funny how you could be absolutely like dumb when you're up clueless um (laughs) this is the basis of all your endearing awkwardness story (laughs) yeah no actually like literally i feel like i am that awkward protagonist except that the awkwardness never turns into this like savvy maturity (laughs) like it's just always there um so yeah so i went to machu picchu and some of you may have already know this story and it was amazing but of course my mom said that oh my god it's gonna be so cold because it's winter there in south america so you need to pack like a ton of sweaters heavy jackets all that stuff i get to peru 
it's literally like hot, like summer hot. And I'm in these like turtlenecks. I'm sweating all the time. I'm in these like layers and it's insane. So anyway, I go to Machu Picchu and I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be more cold because of the altitude and the mountains, whatever. So I pack all these like heavy things. And of course, I'm going to wear them. So I basically put on this like thick turtleneck and this thick jacket. And I'm walking around Machu Picchu and I'm literally like huffing and puffing and I'm so sweaty and it's so gross and whatever. So that was... um you know, seeing one of the seven world wonders in a very glamorous light, I guess. But after that, I went to this really fancy restaurant. It was super, super fancy. And I had this like amazing chicken dish and I was so happy about it. And basically right as we get on the train, I'm trying to see this like beautiful scenery and I'm basically feeling really nauseous. And I'm like, oh no, like there's no way that we could get off of this train. Like what am I going to do? And so we get off the train I'm in the taxi and we're like speeding toward home and it's dark guys. It's like pitch black. I think it's like 9 p.m. at this point and the sunset's like 530 in Peru. So I am on this car and I just feel myself like lurching. My stomach is lurching. It's awful. And at some point, like I get so green and I'm just like, stop, stop. Like we need to stop the car. And like Julian tells like uh, the cab driver in Spanish to stop the car. And basically I start like throwing up like really bad on the side of the road. And guys, this is like the worst part. This dog comes out of nowhere and starts like barking at me. And then this lady comes out and she's like, you're not supposed to be here. This is our property. And I'm still like throwing up and it's so awful. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. So I run back into the car and I'm trying to like hold it in for the whole call ride. And then obviously when I get home, I pass out and I suffer from food poisoning for like three days after that. But yeah, that's my story. It was very endearingly awkward because I thought I was going to have the best day of my life, you know, and not only did I sweat a ton, get really sick, but also embarrass myself and, you know, offended someone's property. So yeah, that happened. That sounds terrible. (laughs) And the fact that it was when you were on vacation, it wasn't just at home, some casual food poisoning. Food poisoning is the worst. Don't trust Instagram highlight reels. Oh gosh. Yeah. You have to literally be in bed for, I think, I think it goes away within 48 hours. I could be wrong. Oh no. It was like three to four days. Oh my God. That must've been like an extreme case. That sounds terrible. Okay. Well, apparently it's normal in Peru to get that kind of food poisoning when you first arrive. So great. Um, just something to expect. Um, you know what? I don't really have an enduring awkwardness story, but I can tell a story similar to that when my mom and I got food poisoning. So yeah, bear with me. I need to get into the world more to get more awkward experiences, maybe this weekend. But anyway, so a couple years back, actually, no, I think this was like last summer. It might've been my mom and I had gotten chicken salad from this local restaurant and mm. I will never go back there again because it's just scarring <laughs> at this point but it's it wasn't like grilled chicken salad with like lettuce it was like mayonnaise chicken grapes the whole works <laughs> and so we're fine like tastes good whatever we live our lives and then that night as we're both asleep in our separate you know I'm upstairs in my room she's in her room and we both wake up at I think it was around like one in the morning and start vomiting like just (gasps) profusely vomiting sorry like trigger warning it's gross but (laughs) yeah we were just both so sick at the exact same time so it hit Mm. us both at the same time and then from that moment on it was just constant like both of us on two different parts of the couch in the living room for two days straight watching movies taking turns throwing up like sweating drinking the water and trying to get as much fluid in our bodies as we could without 
vomiting again. So it's kind of funny because like you walk into the living room, you see the scene. It's like these two sick like you know daughter and her mom and just like so gross on the couch I don't even think I showered for two days but anyway yeah sorry it's not really an awkward story it's just one of those things that happens it's fine was it a bonding moment it was a bonding moment I think for both of us because we we felt sick at the same time and then it went away for us both at the exact same time so it was kind of tricky yeah it it was it was weird but um yeah definitely be careful with what you eat guys if you ever get food poisoning it'll pass but there's not any sort of medicine you could take to make it go away faster because it has to go through your body so yeah definitely a fun experience but with that let's close off the episode you can follow us on our socials at before we make it on instagram follow our facebook page before we make it and let us know what you guys want to see in future episodes and we will make sure that that happens for you yeah guys and if you are so obliged go to apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review um we will not accept anything <laughs> no i'm just kidding um literally you could give us a one-star review if you want oh my gosh <laughs> no don't give us one-star reviews i don't kidding. accept it um, give us some constructive feedback on there. It really helps us grow and get our name out there. So please go ahead and do that. We are still looking for a producer to help us edit our podcast. So please apply with the link in our Instagram bio app before we make it. If you are interested, if you have any experience with Final Cut Pro, Adobe Edition, any sort of video editing, please, please apply or just DM us and we'll talk with you. And last but not least, if you're still listening, guys, go comment diy on our last instagram post because adulthood is do it yourself it's a diy version of the rest of your life so yeah thanks so much for listening guys we hope you enjoyed have a great week bye bye